0: then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash flowing strategy. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me here on the Commercial Property Investor podcast. It looks like we might not be able to get this episode out to you quite as quickly as I hoped, so sorry about that, but it's been a little bit crazy around here right now. We've got two development projects currently taking loads of focus time, money, resources. The Saltar House project, which you can track on uh, hashtag CPI Saltar, is really close to that first phase completion. So we have uh, nine spaces, business lounge and of course all the ancillary things like toilets, heating and all that stuff that you have to front load on these projects just about ready. In fact, we've got one or two clients moving in. In fact, on Friday last week I was on site. Normally there's maybe two or three works fans. There was 11 works fans, countless cars and everybody else outside pushing hard to get this project over the line. It does look nice, but there are a few finishing things still to be done in there. But anyway, it's taking my focus off the podcast a little bit. But today I wanted to do a quick episode about SAS. That's the pensions. I've spoken about it a few times on the podcast before, but I want to actually talk about our own SAS pension journey because I was actually kindly asked by Stephen Gallagher to speak at a SAS community meeting. And it really got me thinking. I know a reasonable amount about commercial, but not so much about SAS, And this was a room with people, who, some of whom had incredible knowledge about SAS, but who we were quite interested and hungry to know what I knew about commercial. I thought, this is great. So a big shout out to Stephen, who is really working hard to create a great network for those interested in SaaS. His group is called SaaS Scotland. So if you're in the north or anywhere in Scotland, you can have a look on Facebook for that. There are other independent meetings, though, popping up all across the UK, places where SaaS providers and SaaS trustees, that's people who are actually doing the investing themselves, can get together and share ideas, thoughts, best practice, all that sort of thing. Now, I thought it's pretty new to me, and I suspect a few listeners have some really good experience about this, but also a few listeners are thinking about doing that and not quite sure how to do it. So what I thought I would do is periodically update you on things, how they're progressing with us, because actually we've only actually just applied for our SaaS and got it set up relatively recently. So I thought what I'd do is bring you up speed to where we are right now. And then in the next few months, as things progress, I will do the odd little podcast just to let you know how that journey is going for us. So just a reminder, Number one, small print. I am not an advisor. Bing, 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 bing. I'm not an advisor. So take this with a pinch of salt. Go and speak to the right people. Okay, got that out of the way. So just as a reminder, SAS stands for Small Self-Administered Scheme, which is a pension fund or a trust that you can organise and set up for yourself, obviously with some experts around you. Now, this might not be available to you in other countries. I appreciate that. But there may be something similar. These um, vehicles, they can have up to 11 trustees or beneficiaries, basically, and they need a sponsoring company, some business that actually provides the kind of the setup, I guess, for the SaaS. So you will need a company to be able to set this kind of thing up. If you're an employee and you don't have a business, this will be difficult. You need a business. But it's really, really interesting. And what can happen with this is you can actually become your own bank because here's the key thing. That SaaS, that pension, can invest or should I say lend money to your trading business and to other businesses and buy investments, okay? But the key thing I want to talk about today, which I think was really interesting to see people's reaction to the other night when I was talking, was that, Your SAS is generally or your pension is often viewed as a vehicle that you save money, you part money over and over again as much as you can. So when you come to retirement, now you can draw an income from it. But a challenge for some people is, well, I kind of need an income now. But there's a certain date or age that you need to get to before you can start drawing an income. But the thing is, you have to remember, a SAS was set up so that a normal business, not a property trading business, for instance, but a normal business will put some money away aside, directors might put some money aside for a pension for the future, but the company is able to use some of that money to reinvest and grow the business. Now, there are rules around that, of course, and the percentage and the amount of the fund that you can put into the business, etc., etc., but the principle is you can lend money back to your own business. Not all of it. There's lending criteria, da-da-da-da-da, lots of small print, but basically you can become your own bank. So here's the key thing. If you have a trading business, and a lot of us have property trading businesses or property-related trading businesses, then you could take that surplus cash, invest it or put it into your pension pot, and then through that pension, lend it back to that business, to then get on with investing in either more assets like commercial property, which is what we do, or other elements of that trading business. So here's the thing. If you want to draw an income on that pension pot right now, and some of you might have quite a large pension pot you've built up over time through in being employees. You've got lots of different pension pots or one or two large ones. You pull them together because you now have your own business and there's this pot sitting there burning a hole in your pocket. But you're also wondering, how can I generate an income from this just now? Or you may be thinking that's not possible. Well, think about it back to that trading business. Let's say you have an ice cream business and you think to yourself, well, I've been putting money in my pension over this time. Now I want to invest in more equipment. I've got this amazing sorbet producing kit that I want to buy because everybody's asking me for a lemon sorbet or whatever it is. And you invest in that kit because your pension has lent you back some money at market rate. Again, there's lots of little provisos here, but you could eventually effectively be your own bank, lend the money back, invest it in the equipment to grow the business and to generate more income. Well, you can do the same with commercial property. The thing is, it kind of needs to be multi let Because when you lend or you, you, this is if you're lending out to buy the asset. You could buy the asset in the SAS, of course. And again, I'm trying, promising myself not to get too technical here because... I'm not the best person to advise you. I'm not going to advise you. But think about this. If you could invest in a multi-let property, either inside or outside of your SaaS, there needs to be a a market rate going back to the SaaS to um, pay for the money in terms of a return investment or whatever. But if it's a multi-let property, there is an arbitrage there. When you have those communal services and all that stuff going on, and you can effectively rent the building Either from your SaaS or pay a low, pay back a loan from your SaaS, whichever way you're doing it, and then the difference between what you're renting the building out to all those multiple tenants and the service costs and what you should be paying back to your SaaS, there's a difference. There's a profit there that you could potentially distribute that surplus cash now, not later. So it's just like a traditional business. It's just that we're talking about multi-let commercial property now. That's one of the brilliant things about SAS. You can invest in commercial property. Now, let's get back to my own situation here. So again, I'm not an advisor, said that many times, but the theory is let's keep it simple. And that's what I did when I applied for our SAS, which was back in November last year. And what I did, rightly or wrongly, was I decided not to talk anything about pension sources of any money that we have. Let's just get this thing set up first. And that's what we did. And I'm sure there's a few advisors out there saying, no, 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 it doesn't make any difference. And you're probably right, but that's the way I did it. And I'm currently going through this process. So basically, we um, we set up the SAS through HMRC, and I'm going to go into that in a little bit. And then, or now, should I say, we're going through the process of transferring some pension sources into the SAS. Now, I have to see cards on the table here having been employed for a very short period of time before I went and started my own business, I haven't actually got a large pot. I've got one or two small pots to transfer in. But I will go through that with you over the next few months. And I'm actually working with a number of different pots, as I say, to transfer in, which some of them are going to probably move reasonably quickly. I've had some mail back from some of them, and some of them might be a bit more reticent. We'll see how it goes, right? And I have talked about Sasson here on at least three separate podcast episodes. We've had some interviews, we've had some group sessions, all sorts of things. So have a look back if you are really interested in it. But I just thought rather than going over that old ground, I would, as I say, share my own experiences. So my plan is... This is what I want to do with my SaaS is to transfer profit from other business interests I have. I've got one or two other businesses I operate in that I will have the opportunity to take some of the profit from the end of the year and benefit from a reduction in the corporation tax and ultimately personal tax by reinvesting or taking that money and putting it into the SaaS and then funding some of our projects out of that. So, I hope that makes sense. Basically, I'm, I, it doesn't have to be from other businesses, it could be from the same business, but effectively, what you're doing is taking some of those excess profits from a year, popping them into your pension. There are um, contribution rules around that, but nevertheless, putting them in there and then lending some of those back. Now, you can't lend them all back. I think it's 50%. Again, I'm trying not to be too technical, but you may be able to lend some other people that money too. But anyway, point is that you are taking some money that was due to have corporation tax paid on it and ultimately personal tax if you're going to pay yourself and actually investing it before that tax happens, uh, moving away from that crystallisation of tax and popping it into the pension. So, so far, so good, right? We've got our SAS set up, we've registered with HMRC, we have a bank account for it and as I say, we're currently communicating with three pension providers to have our small pension sums Delivered from those different areas and I'll let you know how helpful or unhelpful they turn out to be as the same But if you're going through the same process right now, let me know how you're getting on the time frame does vary a lot Which is a bit unfortunate I've heard of some people taking a very long time and ours has taken a relatively short period of time We put the application in in November December it came back in February March That was good. So basically We went through a SaaS expert who advised us on the process and introduced us to a SaaS provider. I'm happy to give details, by the way, to anyone who wants to know. I'm just not going to promote any specific companies on here. So the first thing was research, research, research. Then we filled out the paperwork, went off to HMRC. The HMRC gave us approval. Obviously, we had to pay some money in there too. The bank account was then set up and now the pension fund transfers are happening. So there'll be lots more steps to come, but that's as far as we've got it right now. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm hoping to give you an update in maybe six weeks, something like that. We'll see how fast this process goes as to whether there's any movement. If any of you are going through the same process, let me know. It'd be really interesting to hear how you're getting on. Um, Send me an email or an Instagram message or whatever to just get in touch. And I've also got some good interviews lined up for you. So don't and forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. That way you can make sure you don't miss any episodes that could have made a big difference to you. Even the smallest of nuggets can make or save any of us thousands, if not tens of thousands. That's just how this industry works. Little things can be amplified into very significant impacts. So don't miss an episode thanks for tuning in today i hope that helps as i say i'll just keep you up to date as these things happen i'm looking forward to catching up with you again very soon and make sure you're out there in the commercial swim Hi there, I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.